I know superheroes. <laughs> no, I haven't lost it. Not yet, at least. Hear me out. Disguised in scrubs, lab coats, or plain clothes and sneakers, they work alongside you. They're at the bedside and in your doctor's office. They're in clinics and schools. He or she may have trained you. He or she may have saved you. He or she may be you. So, let's define superhero. A person who does heroic deeds and has the ability to do them in a way that a normal person couldn't. But what about superpowers? For fictional characters, yes. They may have these magical attributes beyond the scope of scientific understanding. Unless we're discussing, say, a Batman or Iron Man with no special powers, but instead combine exceptional skills with technology to combat and serve. These Bruce Waynes in our society play an enormous role in our healthcare system. Not only through preventing, diagnosing, and treating, but by offering a cost-effective solution to dealing with an older, growing population with chronic conditions, be it heart disease, diabetes, you get it. At this point, some of you may think I'm referring to the role of a nurse. And while you wouldn't be wrong, the capeless heroes I'm focusing on are nurse practitioners. I won't even attempt to list what it is an NP does. It obviously depends on their specialty or area of practice. However, there is something to be said about the enormous social impact of their role. The role of health maintenance, which means there's something to be said about the merit we place on people, career paths, and industries that have very little social value. When comparing the roles of nurse practitioners to, say, our extremely skilled and elite financial sector, would you say they have a greater impact on societal well-being or growth? Take a moment to really think about it. Highly sought tax accountants serve the purpose of helping large companies and the wealthy pay less taxes. Top-level bankers, equity and money managers manage and move money. Think bailouts. While I'm sure you can piece an argument defending their social impact, take an honest look. Status, wealth, and perceived intellect aside, would you say the financial sector has more social value? Are they compensated like they are? Exponentially. I think the same can be said about many other industries, be it tech or law which, like the financial sector, often involves extensive training, genuine proficiency, and pivotal innovation. This we can't deny. However, 
it appears to create greater private wealth. Think the island of Silicon Valley and finds loopholes and plausible deniability for actions most of us would find criminal or at the very least unfair because we either aren't privy to or don't check the boxes to exploit them ourselves. Just something to think about. Nursing is a second degree for me, and it wasn't something I ever considered in high school or through college. Even with my mother's encouragement, she was a nurse, now retired. For context, I grew up in the East Flatbush section of Brooklyn, and I simply never heard of a male nurse. And then there's my own ignorance of the stigma, which is only exacerbated by Ben Stiller. I can only imagine how that would have went over with the ball team. With that being said, I do remember taking a few different career tests which all highlighted nursing as a good fit for me. The more I dove into nursing as a career, the more appealing it was. And that's what I told nurse leaders on my interview. I never told them that one of the most appealing hanging fruit in nursing is anesthesia. Even if I didn't pursue it, which I had every intention on at the time, just knowing that was an option made the nursing career feel worthwhile. And this is not to take away anything from the core components that initially attracted me to nursing, but everything to do with salary. When comparing the roles of nurse practitioners to our extremely skilled CRNAs, would you say they have a greater impact on societal well-being and growth? Take a moment to really think about it. Anesthesia involves extensive training, genuine proficiency, and acute critical care management. This we can't deny. However, In a hierarchical sense, prevention almost always trumps intervention and treatment. No? Which clinician has been trained to promote and maintain health? That's right, our capeless nurse practitioners and physician assistants. A healthy man wants a thousand things. A sick man only wants one. Confucius. There appears to be little correlation with how much an individual makes, the status associated with certain positions, and their true value to society. Dietitians, teachers, your babysitter, EMS who intubate and maintain life in the field would make significantly more than that coder at Facebook. No? Now, By no means am I aiming to take away anything from individuals in 
or pursuing the high-paid careers I mentioned. Just something to think about. Now let's be very clear. The title of superhero isn't given to any and everyone who passes their boards. And while my definition of superhero clinician may differ from yours, I believe most of us would agree that there are certain characteristics that tend to lean individuals into cape-wearing terrain. Let me start by saying, your job is not easy. Less physical, but cognitively and emotionally laborious. I think about those individuals that chose to pursue the superhero career path for all the wrong reasons. Less so valuing knowledge, scratching that itch, being a teacher, or to progressively shake things up, and more so for the higher salary and perceived status. Unless they get lucky, which is possible, jump ship and find a different career path that maybe makes more money or at some point have a change in mindset, they simply won't be satisfied. Burnout exists across the field of nursing and MPs and PAs oftentimes bear the brunt of it with those at the bedside. The added responsibility may be roped with triple the workload and depending on your setting, you may have very little control over what's being done for your patient. That CN3 may make a little less than you. That CN4 may very well make more than you. In a small private clinic where it's you or you and the doctor, more than one vacation a year may very well be a stretch. You are that clinic until you're not. Then there are those individuals who have had that change in mindset or entered the field aware of the responsibility and burnout aware of the pay. They scratch that itch of seeking knowledge, teaching, sharing. They don't see others as competition because they're themselves and no one can be them. They haven't jumped ship, so all those dots they've collected are now being connected. They have a charm with patience and are willing to take that extra step Spare those few extra minutes to either explain, better explain, or simply listen. It matters. And let's be very real. They are a pleasure to work with. They are professional and treat those at the bedside with equal respect at those with authority. Unless they have to take it there. <laughs> Sometimes they have to take it there but never for an aimless demonstration of power or status. But what are they like outside of work? I have no idea, but their performance in the clinical setting with patients and colleagues is genius and is deserving of an Emmy. 
They are our superheroes. I see you. Continue to shake things up. <laughs>